0: Hi, welcome to Baby Boomer Tales. My name is Jim. I'll be with you for the next 15 minutes. We'd appreciate it if you visit our webpage at babyboomertales.com. There you can find links to our Facebook page, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and more, where you can find our podcast. How are you today? I am very glad you're here. I'm glad to be with you. Today I want to uh, talk about an old friend, Phil, and his little cabin he bought up in the mountains for a dollar. I was probably 14 or 15 years old, and Phil was a kid that I met in seventh grade. All the little towns around the town where I was raised came to school there because that's where the junior high was, the town I was raised in, and I met a whole slew of new kids. Phil and I were were pretty good friends. We did some stuff together. One day he invited Wayne and me, Wayne being my my best friend growing up, to come and go up and spend the night in this cabin that he had bought from some old-timer for a dollar. We we're fourteen or fifteen years old. We weren't very old, old enough to think we were old and could take care of ourselves. And we uh got permission from our folks, and off we went up into the mountain, carrying food and sleeping bags and all this stuff. And we walked quite a ways. It was in the trees, as clear up, way above town, above the town he lived in, and finally came to this little bitty cabin little log cabin probably made out of lodgepole pine if i can remember right and so we had a good time playing around outside running chasing each other then we cooked ourselves dinner and watched the sun set and watched the stars and all that stuff well later that night along comes phil's brother doug doug if you're listening maybe you can solved the mystery that was laid before us that night. Doug and Woody, and I do believe one other person, I cannot remember if it was Donnie or Ben or Calvin, one of those guys from up there. I'm sure there were three of them, but I know for a fact Doug and Woody were there, and they were messing with her a good time. Older brothers, stuff. Doug was probably two or three years older than Phil. And we didn't want him around. And finally they left. Went on home. Later that night, just getting ready to go to sleep. We're all tired. Cabin's all locked up nice and tight. And all of a sudden the door was practically ripped off of its hinges. It was flying open and flying back shut. Big sound. We freaked out and screamed and yelled. It was very, very scary. Well, we had an axe and a hatchet and a knife and a bow and arrow. We were well armed. And first we yelled, you know, Doug, you so and so, leave us alone. You come here and say you're sorry. All that stuff. Nothing. Nothing out in the dark. We stood there. I remember I stood there with that axe, leaning on the bed, ready. If something came through that door, I think I would just attack it or run the other way, one or the other. I can't remember if Phil or Wayne had the bow and arrow pointed right at the door. The other one had a knife. We were ready to defend ourselves to the death because we thought we were going to die. We thought a bear had ripped that door off. After we had talked about it, after we calmed down, and we started trying to analyze what happened. Woody and Doug couldn't have possibly ripped that door like that. That it must have been a bear, and he must have smelled our food, and why hasn't he come in here and gotten us? For hours, we sat there. After a while, we stopped shaking and stopped being in terror, but we were on high alert. And really, if one of those guys would have walked through the door, we might have heard him just out of fear. Looking back, I don't know. I don't know if it was a bear or those guys. Logic wants to tell me that it was those guys that did that, because I think if a bear was going to get us, he would have just got us. He wouldn't have cared if we had some kind of a butcher knife or bowie knife. It was a bowie knife. I remember it was mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big old knife that I probably had no business having. Too big to be practical. I'm sure those guys got a laugh out of it. Doug, if you ever listened to this? Let me know. Because no one ever fessed up to it. We went and asked. We accused and we asked and we blamed. I don't know how long Phil had that cabin. It was quite a night that I'll never forget. The next morning, I do not think we slept at all the next morning we walked back down the mountain and I never wanted to go there again and it was a nice little cabin it was it had a couple beds in it and uh, it must have had a wood stove or something in it for us to cook our dinner I think before the big attack we were talking about hey we could live here you know all that well Phil grew up and I think he was pretty successful land surveyor in arkansas and a year or two ago i found out that he had perished in an airplane accident wayne we've talked about it wayne wayne has passed away i'm the only one of the three of us that survives to tell this story except on the other side i think there may be two or three guys are still kind of chuckling when they think about How they made our hair stand up on end. How they caused us to lose a night's sleep and still talk about it today. It's all good. It's all fun. And we survived again. Sometimes I miss those days. I don't know if I'd ever pull a prank like that on somebody, but I probably did and would. I wouldn't now, though. I don't want to cause fear in anybody or anything. I just want to show love and kindness. I want to be nice and good. But back then, that was probably great fun. I mean, we didn't have PlayStations to to play with. We had to make it. We had to make it as we went. And it was quite a time. While we are in the era of 15 16 years old I want to share a little story called the train trip I believe I had just turned 16 I don't remember driving so I might have just gotten my license and it was the summer that I turned 16 and a girl was visiting a friend for the summer she was from out of town and I started seeing her taking her out anyway we liked each other I do believe I liked her and it was a nice summer it was a great summer you know 16 years old and all of that and summer's coming to an end and she had to go back home and she uh, was taking the train back home so I walked her to the train station And I just got on the train with her. And instead of saying goodbye, it was a wonderful summer. Love you and miss you. Oh, I'll miss you so much. All of that. I just sat down. The conductor came. I bought a ticket. And off we went to the west. To the west we went on the train. She told me I was crazy. And I said, I'm crazy for you. After about a couple of hours, the train stopped, and it was stopped for a very long time. And I knew something was up. I knew something was wrong. I could feel it in my bones. I gave the girl my billfold, and I said, hang on to this. Don't let anybody have it. Don't let anybody know you have it. Pretty soon, the conductor came and said, will you Please come with me. I walked to the head of the car with him. And he said, uh, your mother has called Don, and instructed us for you to get off the train and head back to town. I said, sir, there must be some mistake. And then I proceeded to check my pockets. I said, I think I know. Can I call her? Well, he said yes and we got off the train and I went into the depot and went to the pay phone and called the gas station where I worked, and my boss was there and he had been drinking you could tell and I pretended I was talking to my mother at the end of the conversation he gave me a big kiss on the phone I hung up and I said sir I had left my billfold at home And she is so worried about me. She just wanted me to come home, get my billfold. So I asked her, just send it in the mail, and I'll be okay. And she also told me that she had called all the other stops up and down the line and to don't worry about me. Just let me go on through. So he said, okay. And I went on to the destination without any incident. Got off the train with my newfound girlfriend, And there was her parents and her family and this other man who happened to be a railroad detective and was going to take me into custody. (laughs) But her folks were very nice and they convinced him that I could come home with them and they put me on the next train for home tomorrow. Somehow that got cleared, probably with my mother and my dad. And so they took me home and the next day I went back home I tried taking the train again with permission this time, stayed with my Aunt Hazel in that town, to see her, and it's funny, everything changed. She is no longer sweet on me. She had moved on, school had started for her, and she got on with life, and the summer romance was just that, just a summer romance. So I accepted the fact that sometimes I act on impulse. I think if you've been listening to these podcasts, you'd be able to tell that by now. I used to be very impulsive. So I said goodbye to her, never to see or hear from her again. But there's always be a place in my heart for Lori. I'm sure my wife doesn't like to hear that, but I'm sure she has places deep down in her heart for some summer love long, long ago. What happens with us? choices we make, things we do, people we fellowship with shape us into adulthood and propels us into our life. My relationship with Phil and Wayne helped make me the man I am today. And I'm richer for it because of those guys and friends like them. The Beatles song, There Are Places I Remember is very very true so don't live in the past but remember it fondly what amazes me the most is the love and forgiveness my parents and my family showed towards me as I was being crazier than a drunk billy goat during adolescence their forgiveness of all that I put them through amazes me. It kind of shows me a glimpse of God's heart. And I thank them and love them from the bottom of my heart. Whatever you do, wherever you go, whoever you meet, whatever the circumstances, Do your best always to be kind, for there's no better way. My name's Jim. I'm happy to be your friend. Thank you for spending this time with me today. I'll see you next week.